Welcome to DLS Central. Damon in the house coming to you from Clarkville Studios. We having a great time here. Going to talk some NFL. Hope everybody's had a good week so far. And I mean, week, what was it? Weeks, I think it was week uh, eight. That's what we just got done experiencing. It it was kind of predictable. Um, of course, my Browns lost. <laughs> I just, I never have a good feeling when they play the Steelers. This was a game that they really should have won, though, because it, it was tight. It, it was a defensive game. Neither team could really do anything offensively. Um, and but again, the Steelers, they just they they found a way to win a ugly game. And they 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 figured out a way to outsmart us and. It's just it's it's sad. I'm 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 hurt because we we needed this win again. We need all the wins we can get, especially in this tough division. And we got to play the Bengals next week. That game's not gonna well this upcoming week, uh, and that game is not gonna be an easy one either. So to we really needed to to win this game against the Steelers, especially since it was on our home field. This is a game that we should have won. And of course, Baker's getting, you know, getting getting criticism uh, for this. I mean, he had 225 yards passing, but he didn't score a touchdown. Roethlisberger was the one that scored the touchdown. I mean, ben, Ben's actually been looking better, um, you know, for the past couple of weeks. But when you look at just how the game turned out, I mean, the Browns they had their opportunities, but they just couldn't get anything going. And part of it was the the rushing. We just didn't have it rushing wise, um, like we could have had. And the Steelers, they just they find a way to hang in these games, and they kick two field goals in the fourth quarter. Uh, that you know that really kind of well, actually they scored a touchdown in the fourth quarter that sealed the game. Of course, they missed the the two point attempt, but it's just. We couldn't do anything after they scored that touchdown. Now, going forward, Cleveland, they have to clean it up. Um, or frankly, again, uh, I think I said this in the last podcast, we're going to be on the outside looking in if uh, we have more outings like this uh, to where we're struggling. And now the big narrative and the story uh, coming into this is, I mean, trade, de- trade deadline and there's talk of there was talk of Odell uh, getting moved. Because people people have been talking, uh, you know, some people are supporting Odell. Some people are talking against Odell, saying Odell needs to go. And, of course, you got Baker, you know, people calling for, for Baker uh, to, like, it's calling out Baker and saying, hey, you're just not good. And here's the thing with Baker. I like Baker. I like, I think he's he's probably one of the, the best quarterbacks that we've had from a, in the in the uh the history of the franchise but the sad part of that is he's he hasn't shown that he's in the same breath as a Mahomes or a Russell Wilson 
or, or something, you know, of that nature, like, or like that, that he can really um, be the lightning rod that gets your team to the championship level. Um, he really hasn't shown uh, from a tape standpoint that he's a championship caliber quarterback. And I mean, as much as I think he's, he's, he's got the talent uh, and he's got the hunger, he's got the drive. He may not have the tools to get there, but he's got to prove it. He's got to, he, in order for the chatter to stop, he's got to prove that he is up to the task and that when, when the game is on the line, that he can make big time throws that are accurate, that, and that he can connect, he can make those plays. Of course, our the receiving crew didn't necessarily help him, um, and that and 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 that's a problem too. There were a lot of drops, um, and that really could have helped the game. But he's got to be more accurate. He he's got to be pinpoint. He can't overthrow. He can't underthrow. He's got to be on the money. And as long as that is not the case. He's going to continue to get that ridicule. And eventually, we'll see, the Browns might get impatient and start hunting for uh, the next uh, best quarterback that they can find. So, uh, I mean, there is talk of them trying to give him a, a, give him a nice uh, contract because the tough part is who are you going to replace Baker Mayfield with? And that that's really the tough position that um, that the Browns are in right now. There isn't really anybody else out there that you can get. So you kind of have to see it through with Baker to see, at least to see everything that he has to offer. I really think that he shouldn't be playing, though. Like, the man is hurt. (laughs) The man's got a torn labrum. He shouldn't be playing on that. Put Case Keenum in there. I know they're trying to win now, but guys are banged up. We, you know, I, I know they have championship aspirations, but yeah, key guys are hurt. Just it, you may have to take it easy, um, and and come back next year and say, hey, we're we're gonna really go all out next year, just because you don't. If he's gonna be your long term quarterback, you gotta protect him. You gotta protect him from himself. Yes, he wants to win. Yes, he wants to prove that he's tough, but. If he's trying to prove that he's tough and makes an injury worse, then now we got an injured quarterback long term. So going forward, Baker needs to needs to be on the men, but he's also gotta make the 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 right passes at the right time to win games, especially with the squad. I mean, you you've got it is it's been a long time since we've actually had um Great talent on both sides of the ball. So he's got to make it happen. No excuses. I mean, again, the difference between Baker Mayfield and Ben Roethlisberger, even though Ben Roethlisberger's old, he made the touch, he made the throw in in the in in an important moment that he needed to make to win the game. Baker has yet to really prove that he can do that against stellar teams. So that's that. Browns lose. But uh, hopefully they can snap out of it and beat Cincinnati. Who, again, Cincinnati, when you look at this Jets game, I I was really surprised on, on this game. I mean, there was a lot of wonky stuff that went on 
when you look in the second half, you're thinking, oh, okay, yeah, Bengals, you know, Bengals are going to win this one because they're, you know, up 17, 14, scored 17 in the second quarter. And then they scored again in the third. It's like, okay, they're going to do it. But then they let the Jets score 17 points in the fourth quarter. And you're like, what is going on? And then they figure out a way to eke it out and win it. And everybody now is wondering, who is Mike White? (laughs) Because the man threw three touchdowns, two interceptions. But he had 400 yards passing. And it's like, who is this guy? And, I mean, he was dotting it. So, but the Jets, though, with the way the Bengals have been looking, Jets should have won this game. Um, But the Bengals lost it. And so it's going to be interesting to see who wins between Cincinnati and and Cleveland, um, you know, this upcoming week, because both teams are coming off losses that they really shouldn't have, of, of, uh, of garnered. Both teams shouldn't have lost uh, to the teams that they lost to. And so it's going to be, I think it's going to be a, a a momentum shift uh, for that division, especially depending on who wins that game. Now, again, let's going back to week eight. Panthers, Falcons, that was a good game. I thought the Panthers were going to lose this. I, I really was hoping the Falcons would have won it. But again, they figured out a way. <laughs> they figured out a way to lose it. And um, it's unfortunate. And that, that Sunday was a tough, was a tough loss uh, for Atlanta just period because they lost the World Series. And they lost. Well, they lost a, a, a game in the World Series. They ended up winning the World Series uh, yesterday, but they lost on Sunday. They lost twice, so Atlanta didn't have a good day at the office on Sunday. Um, and then when you think about it, it's. I think they were up. Like they were up. They had a. They started out hot. They had a grand slam. They were rolling, and then I know I'm talking about the Braves a little bit, but uh, then they just let them come all the way back and overtake them and get nine runs. This is just crazy. Uh, but the Falcons, they they started out okay, and you let the Panthers hang around and didn't mess around. The Panthers overtook them and won the game, and so that again the Falcons they just they've been doing this too many times, and something's got to give before they start looking at uh, making some changes coaching staff-wise. Now, Packers-Cardinals on Thursday night, that was a back-and-forth game. But again, I, I picked the, I picked Aaron Rodgers to win it because it's like he just knows how to win. He, he, he figures out a way to win these close nail-biter games when it's tight, is hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. He's got COVID now, and so he he caught COVID. And now everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, y'all, everybody need to say to, to keep the same energy uh, with Aaron Rodgers that you did with Kyrie." And I agree to some extent, but at the same time, I think it is something where is you just hope that it doesn't take a hold of him. Like it took a hold of other people, so hopefully he recovers. But yeah, he's he's gonna get he's gonna get real though, especially you know being you know um, being a important part, a very important part of the Packers' offense. And so um, 
you know, from a team perspective, that's gotta, that's really gotta, you know, not be good. The good news is Packers have a little bit of a cushion. And so if Aaron is able to, you know, to do what he needs to do and, and, and get back on the field sooner rather than later, if anything, they'll, they'll probably be, uh, maybe seven and three when he comes back at worst. Um, so it just depends on, on their schedule, um, which is going to determine like how much of a hit this is because they play Kansas city, which is going to be a tough game <laughs> because Kansas city has been struggling. And without Aaron Rodgers, how are you going to put up that scoring input? So that's why the Kansas City game is tough, but then you have a, a you know a game against a a frisky Seattle. I think they can win that game, so they may they may split the upcoming the upcoming two games and maybe be either uh, seven and three or or eight and two. I don't see them winning both games without Aaron Rodgers. They'll lose one of those, um, probably the KC game, but. There, I would be really surprised if they came out of that nine and one. But worst kind of worst, they'll probably be seven and three. Get Rogers back, and um, you know they'll be back rolling like they need to be. Bills beat the Dolphins as they should. Um, you know, Bills continue to rack up things. They looked a little bit mortal, but I, th- I think the Bills are Bills are going to be there. They're going to be deep in the playoffs, um, and they're they're doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, the Niners. Surprising, surprisingly beat the Bears. I didn't think the Niners were going to beat the Bears. Um, but Jimmy G, Jimmy G showed a little something. He's like, hey, you know, he put up 300, 300 yards of passing on him. I mean, Justin Fields, I think Fields is, is coming into his own. He's starting to really get the hang of things. He had, uh, you know, six, he had production on and through the air and on the ground. But yeah, ultimately the Niners, they were, they were ready. And they came to play, and they put up 33 on Chicago. So that was a pleasant surprise. Now, the game that I was just disappointed in, um, other than the Browns game, I was disappointed in that game. But I was disappointed in the Lions. I mean, the Eagles, this was a team that you could that you could actually have a chance of beating, and they just came with no fire. They came with no energy. And the Eagles ran all over them. I mean, it was forty-four to six. wasn't pretty, and you got destroyed at home. And so your home crowd had to see this. To me, this for the first time, because everybody up until now was like, "Hey, I like this Lions team. They're fighting. They haven't won a game yet, but they're fighting." And this was a game where it just looked like they gave up. Um, now. When I look at when I think about the Eagles and the Lions, the Eagles have won most of these these matchups, uh, especially as long as I've been, I guess, watching the Lions. Um, it's just the Eagles; they know how to play them, and the Lions always. It, it seems like it's always a struggle when they play the Eagles. Um, but this game, I mean, I didn't expect it to be an utter blowout. It just looked like they didn't have any, any life. They just came and, and they laid down and let just, just let the Eagles do whatever they wanted. And this was the type of game that makes you wonder, man, 
they might go 0 and 17. Like it might happen. They they might have they might go down as the first team to have two winless seasons. And that would really be a black mark on the whole organization. I mean, because it speaks to just the the fact that you're the 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 management isn't putting together a competitive team. Because if you have that going on, the fact that they're even 0 and 8, they just they don't have people, they don't have the horses, they don't have any competitors that that can get them a win. And when you look at at the management, it's like they're signing, they're putting together the team. And so it's like if they can't put together the team, you got to get rid of not just uh, some of these, you know, the players, but you got to get rid of the management. Um, and I mean, I know you can't, you can't, uh, you can't sell, you, you can't uh, get rid of the owner, but I mean, they, they need a new owner. I think if they need an owner that, that really cares about winning, that, that cares about actually um, the reputation of the, of the, the football team and wants to change the culture, not just change the culture, but just change the, the perspective on the team, uh, not just from a on the field standpoint, but from a, you know in the office standpoint. So they may need a new voice from the very top. But how do you get rid of an owner? I mean, as long as the ownership just sees the the sports team as a as a uh, as a commodity to own, you always get this type of production. Because especially when you look at who they get, who they draft, and then when they do get good guys, they they run them into the ground and you know don't really build around them. So it's just a sad state of affairs for the Detroit Lions, uh, you know. But I, I I was still pulling for them, but it's just this was the first time all season where it just looked like they quit. Now. Titans Colts. This was actually a surprisingly good game. The Titans win this one, but at what cost? They win this and they lose Derrick Henry for like six to ten weeks, which is pretty much the rest of the regular season. Um, I mean, at best, yeah, he he misses six games. But when you think of it, if if he misses six games, they've already played eight. He's probably gonna be back maybe week sixteen. Um, and what where's your team gonna be then? Like are they going to even be in position to make the playoffs? Are they gonna be on the outside looking in? Cause Derrick Henry is like sixty-five percent of the offense. And so if you lose that production, get yeah, to bring in Adrian Peterson, but he was a, he's a free agent for a reason. He just he I don't think you're going to get the same production out of a, out of AP that you would get from Derrick Henry. Yes, he's a he's a big bruising runner, but looking at him in Washington and looking at him even before then, he's not the same guy who is just a, a beast. Um, you know, like he was in Minnesota, just running roughshod over anybody. He's just he's not the same guy anymore. So, I mean, yes, yeah, it's, it's good. It's it makes sense that the Titans went and got him, but 
I don't think he's going to amount to much. And um, and I think they're they're six and two right now. But by the time Derrick Henry comes back, they may have more losses than they do wins. Uh, Colts, they're hanging around. Um, but this was a tough loss for the Colts. Um, but it's interesting to see how they play going forward. I mean, they're frisky. Um, but, man, yeah, you you look at a loss like that, the Colts probably wish they could have got that one back. Looking for a one-stop shop for music, movies, and television? Then look no further than Music Time. Music Time is a 24-7 live TV and streaming network. They are a platform uh, that also features live music concerts as well as a, a growing movie archive. The TV network features movies, reality TV shows, hip-hop, news, documentaries, and more. And so what you want to do is check them out because they're a revolutionary streaming service that really tries to reach out to the global media community. They're only going to get better. They're only going to keep growing. They're going to continue to increase content. So they've just started out. Their kickoff was the fall of this year. So join in, sign up, and be a part of one of the biggest growing platforms on the planet, Music Time. Want to sign up? Go to www.ppvmuzictyme.com. It's time for music. Rams beat the Texans as they should. Um, you know. Excuse me. Again, the Texans, they they didn't have a chance in this game. But the fact that the Rams allowed 22 points on them is concerning. Because, again, you look at the the juxtaposition uh, with the Eagles and the Lions. The Eagles aren't even a great team, but they whooped the Lions 44-6. And... When you look at it, and the Seahawks, they aren't a great team, but they whooped the Jaguars 31-7. to Like, the Rams allowed 22 points from the Texans. <laughs> Texans are, like, Texans are, pre, are just as inept as the Lions are, as the Jags are. Like, and so... It's like it, it, it for all intents and purposes, like the Texans and the and, and the Jaguars should should have the same record as of the Lions, but they don't because they they figured out a way to to get a couple of wins, but well to get a win a piece, but for the Rams to give up twenty two points to the Texans, I just think they just get they got sloppy. Yeah, they put up thirty eight, but with that defense, you're supposed to shut. Houston down like I mean how how are they able to do anything it's not like they have anything that um that the Rams should be scared of but yet you look at the at the uh the breakdown of the scoring the Texans scored 22 points in the fourth quarter that's not cool (laughs) 
That is not cool. You let day you let Mills for the quarterback for the Texans put up three hundred and and ten yards passing, hit two touchdowns, complete twenty nine of thirty eight you know passes, only has one pick. Like what? What is going on with with the Rams in their in their sloppy play? I just feel like they should just be dominating teams, um, but yet. It's just they, they yeah they show their strength, but at the same time, you they play sloppy, and the Bucks are the same way, and that's why it's like it's it's hard to when when you start thinking about the playoffs, yeah the Rams they do look like favorites because they're seven and one, they've only lost one game, um, but just the way they're winning like. It's not definitive, <laughs> especially against the Texans. I mean, you don't give up 22 points in the fourth quarter. That's, you're just playing lackadaisical football at that point. And that's, that's, to me, that's not Rams defense. So Rams win. They're 7-1, but I didn't like that win. Um, now, Patriots, Chargers, I knew this one was going to be a nail-biter. I actually thought the Chargers are going to win this game. Um, but the Patriots found a way. I mean, and <laughs> here's the thing on the Patriots. The Patriots, like Belichick, this shows Belichick's ability as a coach because he always figures out a way to work with what he has. And he he knows how to use weapons um, to the best of their ability. He knows how to scout players. He knows what what he what guys will fit into his system. And he coaches them up really well and so for them to be to lose Tom Brady and and lose some of their other weapons and be sitting at at the midpoint of the season at four and four and you just beat the Chargers which is a team you know people kind of look as to to make some noise and potentially go to the playoffs that's a huge win for the Patriots I mean Mac you know Mac's solid I don't want to say he's great. I know he's far from terrible. He's a solid quarterback. He's young. His first year, and he's doing okay. And he's not he's not costing the team games. He's playing within his role. Uh, people are comparing him to a young Brady because this was what Brady looked like. He was managing the game, um, not making mistakes, um, but facilitating well, putting team making making key making key plays. Um, you know, and and putting his team in position to put points on the board, but um, they're playing Patriot football, and they found a way to overcome that offensive attack uh, that the Chargers can put up. I mean, Herbert he slings it. He had two picks, which hurt his uh, his team. Um, if he if he doesn't throw those two interceptions, you you wonder how the game could have gone. But I mean, the Chargers. The, the, you don't want them to shoot themselves in the foot, and it's they they started out so hot, and it's like okay, don't don't go back to playing old Chargers football, um, where you shoot yourself in the foot and make mistakes that that mess you up. So they're four and three. Patriots are four and four. It's crazy that the Patriots almost have a similar record uh, with the Chargers, considering what's available from a talent perspective, but that's where we are. So you're talking about a huge win for the Patriots. I would say that's a huge win considering what they have to work with. Um, 
like I talked about, Seahawks took care of business in Seattle against the Jags. Um, I kind of thought this game might be a little closer just because Seahawks really don't have much uh, to work with. But they they did the, they did what they were supposed to do. So I'm happy for them on that one. Um, this was probably a snoozer, but the, uh, <laughs> the Broncos took care of business against Washington. Um, as they should have. I mean, they they won by a touchdown, so it was a it wasn't an easy game, but this was a game to where they they came out and won it. Broncos are another team. This you look up and it's like, man, how are they four and four? Because you you just don't expect much out of them, but they're hanging in. They're in the hunt. So here's that. Now the game that surprised me that um, I didn't expect to happen was the Saints beating the Bucks. Um, but it just seems like the Saints have Tampa's number when it comes to how they play. And that's just how it, how it goes with certain teams. Certain teams just know how to play, um, you know, the other. And in this case, the Saints, they just, they know what the Bucks want to do and they know how to stop it. Now the defense, I got to give the Saints credit. Their defense showed up and showed up big. Cause to me, that's always been, um, their weak spot. Um, but Tampa, they they tried to do their thing, and you know the this every time they they had uh, they tried to go on a run, the the Saints had an answer for it, uh, through whether through running or through the air. Now they lose Jameis probably for the year, um, you know with the torn ACL, um, but Simeon got in there and and managed to hold on and, and even, uh, you know, kind of move the offense. And so that was great to see. And everybody's like, oh, Simeon, like Tom Brady is Simeon's daddy. I don't think it's so much as that, oh, Simeon outdo Brady. I think that to me what lost this game for them was the fact that their defense, the, the Buccaneers defense couldn't get stops to prevent them from putting uh, any points on the board. Like, cause even with, with the field goals that they put up, those were still points and it was still close. Um, and they just, they couldn't get any stops. Now with, with Brady, the, the picks didn't help, and especially the pick six, um, you know, and who, to that's definitely going to be on him. I felt like he was going to that to uh to that receiver a little bit too much anyway. <laughs> he he was really trying to go towards Godwin a lot and the defense picked up on that. But Brady brought them in and got them the lead back near the end of the game too. So it's not like Brady didn't put you in position to win the game and that that's why I feel like he he deserves not all of the blame for why they lost because he still had four touchdowns, still threw for 375 yards. He he put them in position to win the game. They just the defense couldn't get a stop, and but the Saints were able to do what they needed to do and found out a way uh, to win. But when you look at one of the key thing, key reasons, Tampa Bay had three turnovers. Saints didn't turn the ball over once. Um, that's that's huge. Brady got sacked three times. Saints only got sacked once. Um, you know, you look at first downs. Saints won the first down battle. Uh, you know, third down. Bucks had third down efficiency, but the Saints were two for three on fourth down. Uh, you know, situation. So when you look at those things, those kind of help you help 
paint a picture or as to why the Buccaneers lost this game and why the Saints won it. Um, now the the game on Sunday Night Football, Cowboys Vikings. Cowboys took care of business. This was a nail biter, <laughs> but uh, the Cowboys found a way to to win it because again, um, Dak wasn't playing, so Cooper Rush was in, and Rush Rush did it. Rush Rush got him to win. Uh, you know he played solid, and he beat Kirk Cousins. And man, it's like Kirk Cousins. You just have to wonder if he's ever going to have like uh, an opportunity to play at a high level, or you just you start to wonder is he ever going to to break past the ceiling um, that he's kind of in right now because he just he's an okay quarterback, but it just from the optics of how things look, he's just not a top tier quarterback and. For against a team that didn't have their starting quarterback, and you're at home if you're the Vikings, you you kind of need to be on the winning side of this game. Yes, the Cowboys have weapons, but it's not like the Cowboys are are um, are are um, like impenetrable. You can score on the Cowboys, and the Vikings they they have weapons that I just don't think that they they have a game plan that works in terms of utilizing them to the best of their ability. Um, and that may be a coach issue. So we'll see how that goes. Um, now chiefs, they eked out <laughs> a win against the giants. This has definitely been a, a terrible year for the chiefs. Um, nobody's looking like they're supposed to look, um, but the chiefs, they're still hanging in it. I think as, as a, uh, as we see the season progress, we'll really be able to see what the Chiefs can do. They're sitting at three and four um, at the moment, and well, four and four rather uh, at the moment. And so, you know, they're they're middle of the road. They, the crazy thing is they have the same record <laughs> as the Broncos, the same record as the Patriots, same record as the Browns. So it's like all those teams have uh, something in common uh, as it relates to uh, where they're at. I thought the Giants really played scrappy uh, to to be able to give the Chiefs all they could handle. That That's pretty good. That that says a lot that, hey, they, there's no quit in the team, even though they're not very talented. Um, and they, they, they have lost, you know, some of their key guys. So, um, but it, it, it was good to see the Giants fight. Um, Chiefs figured out a way to win, but man, they are. They're still trying to recover from all the haymakers that they got hit with. We'll be uh, right back to go over the the uh, the the picks for week nine. Hey, everybody. Damon here. I've written many books, and one is a children's book called Watch Your Temper. We all get angry when things don't go our way, but how we handle it is what really matters. When Brandon and Trick get into a squabble, the dad teaches them an important lesson about what happens when anger goes unchecked. If you want to read this book to your kids, if you want to acquire this book, go to smithbooks77.square.site. Pick it up, read it to your little ones, teach them about how to handle anger the right way and not the wrong way.
We got week nine NFL action. Here we go. So picks for week nine Thursday night football. I'm going. Man, this is a tough one. Jets versus Colts. Uh, Because especially with with the Jets kind of surprising me against the Bengals, it's harder to to pick this one. But I'm going to go Colts. I just think that the Bengals just fell asleep at the wheel. Um, So I think the Colts are probably more more solid. So I'll go Colts here, even though this one is really – Kind of up for grabs if you think about it, but I'm gonna go Colts. I don't uh, I don't think this will be an entertaining game, but who knows? It, it, the things that sometimes the, the games I think aren't entertaining is like, oh wow, there was a lot of action going on here. So, but I, I'm going Colts. Um, Browns on the road in Cincy against the Bengals. Uh, Ohio, the Battle of Ohio. So, <laughs> um, with all the turmoil going on with the Browns right now and then Odell's you know he he put out a video was dad put out a video um and that kind of created some mess and and just with still with the injuries that they're dealing with I'm gonna go Bengals on this one um I just think the Browns are in a in a tough spot especially from a personnel standpoint and they may not have Odell um you know after this so I know people. There's always been already already been talk of oh they need to try and get him get rid of him before the trade deadline and you know then with this is just is is not a good look. So I'm gonna go Cincinnati. They seem like they're the more uh, stable uh, stable team. You don't really hear anything uh, crazy coming out of there. So and, and plus both teams are, are probably magic. I think it's gonna be a good game, but I think the Bengals um, have to to prove that. That that they're still a contender, not not just in the division, but just in the grand scheme of things in terms of uh, for the Super Bowl in general. So, well, at least the playoffs, rather. So I'm going Bengals on that one. Um, Lumber Browns, but gotta go Bengals. Cowboys Broncos. This game, I'm going Cowboys, but I feel like it could be it could be fun. If the Cowboys are asleep at the wheel, <laughs> the Broncos can surprise them. So um I, I think the the main thing for the Cowboys if they especially since it's at home, they need to get to take care of business. They're six and one and they need to show why they're six and one. Um and that's that's having a dominant performance against the Broncos. Texans against Dolphins. This game is tough. <laughs> both teams are kind of like in the same boat. Um, they're both one and seven. Don't really have anything to uh, get anybody excited about. But if I was to pick, I would say um, the Dolphins should win this one. I just feel like this this should be a game that they would be able to pull out. If the Texans win this, I'll be surprised. But I'm going to go Dolphins uh, to win this one, especially since they're at home in Miami. They This is a game that they can win and they should win. Falcons Saints. Now, this one could get interesting. Um, if they had Jameis, I would definitely say Saints. Um, but because Jameis is out for the year and, you know, they got to figure out who they want. I mean, it's Simeon I, is either going to be between him and um can't remember the the backup quarterback 
name at the moment, um, but it, it'll come to me. Then I'm like, oh, <laughs> but um, with the way the with what, how the Saints have to deal with what happened to them. There you go. Taysom Hill um, with with what the Saints have to deal with is I don't know if Taysom will be back, but if he's not back, it'll be Simeon in there. Um, but if Taysom is able to come back and, and uh, he'll, he'll be the, the starter you know, probably going forward for the Saints. The good news is, is in New Orleans, uh, I think the Falcons, again, like the Falcons can definitely win this game. But I'm going to go Saints just because the Falcons are so, like, volatile. They have so many issues, so many glaring, um, like, deficiencies. Um, but they're competitive, and they can put up points, and they 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 have – guys that can do things uh, on both sides of the ball so it's just it's well I don't want to say both sides of the ball on offense rather um, but I just I feel like the Saints should still be able to pull this one out especially with their balanced offensive attack and their their bite on defense so um, if the Saints can beat the can beat the Buccaneers they can beat the Falcons of course the Saints have been doing this thing where they'll beat teams they should beat and lose the teams they shouldn't lose to. So <laughs> it's anybody's guess. I'm going to go Saints. Um, Raiders-Giants. Going Raiders on this one, I feel like the Raiders will just air it out. They're a 5-2 and two team. They're, they're a good football team, um, and I think they'll they'll stretch the Giants out and make it tough on them. Giants will fight, but I don't think that they have a chance to beat the Raiders on this one. Patriots-Panthers. Now, this game – I'm going to go Patriots, but I feel like it's going to be a um, a back-and-forth showdown. Um, both teams are 4-4. Four four. Both teams have, you know, a lot to be desired, but they're not terrible. Uh, so I, I see the Patriots edging out the Panthers in this, and it just seems like the Panthers fell off a cliff, and they're they're scrambling for answers where the Patriots feel like they're picking up a little bit of steam. Um, there is like, yeah, they've taken some hits and uh, the losses that they've, that they've had have been tough losses. Um, it, it, it's not that they were dominated in any of them uh, for the most part. It's just that, you know, things just didn't go their way, but I, I see the Patriots edging this one out just like they edged it out last week. Bills, Jags, again, the Jaguars should be getting blown out against this Bills team. Uh, it should be they they should beat the Jags by at least twenty. Um, and if it's competitive, shame on the Bills. And to me, that would be an eyebrow raiser for okay, how good are the Bills? Because if you're struggling against the Jags, they got some issues to work out. This should not be a low scoring ball game. It should be a ball game where the Bills just blow the Jags out of the water. Even if, even though they're on the road, the Bills should t- really take care of the Jags on this one. So that that's my pick on that. Vikings, Ravens, this one could really go either way. Um, I'm going to give the edge to the Ravens just because they've got Lamar. Uh, <laughs> and the Ravens, they, they've looked good so far, but the, the times where they haven't looked good, it's been really like, whoa, what's going on? So, I'm gonna. I think Baltimore gets back on track against Minnesota, especially since they're at home. Um, Vikings. I look at them being three and five. I just they've got guys, but I just don't think they have what it takes to be able to, to turn uh, the their season around. Um, so 
going Ravens. Chargers, Eagles. You know, the Chargers lost to the Patriots. And the Eagles destroyed the Lions. This game might be pretty intense. Uh, because both teams can can put up points. I mean, the Eagles, they put up points on pretty much anybody that they play. Um, they just can't win can't win a lot of those games, which is why they're 3-5. and five. But it's not like they don't have weapons. It's not like they can't get down the field and get in the end zone. So I think it's going to be about who scores more. And I'm going to give the edge to the Chargers just because I like what they've seen. But I would not be surprised if the Eagles steal this game just on how the Chargers have lapses at times. And that showed against the Patriots. If you've got a great coach, he can he can really make the team work. And um, the Chargers kind of got shocked on that when they got charged. Um, but I see them edging out the Eagles. This might be maybe a 30-27 affair or something like that. So, But I'll go Chargers. Um, Packers, Chiefs. I'm actually going to go Chiefs. Since Aaron Rodgers um, got uh, diagnosed with COVID, I really think this swings things. It, initially, um, before he had COVID, I was going to pick the Packers to win this one because of how how in disarray the Chiefs are in right now. Um, but with Aaron Rodgers out, I mean, he could be probably out for – I know he's going to be out this game, but he might even be out next game. I just – I see the Packers not really being able to – to move the ball like they would like to. And they've been in close games all season, but Aaron Rodgers has just found a way to pull them out, to pull them out of tough situations. But without Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be able to pull them out of jams? And so um, to me, the only reason why the Packers are 7-1 and one is because Aaron Rodgers is just finding a way to win these games for them. Uh, so I'm going Chiefs, plus Chiefs have something to prove, and they're in Arrowhead. If this was an opportunity for the Chiefs to to really get back on track, and uh, th- it would be in this game. Plus, they with the way their schedule's going, they need all the breaks they can get because it, it's not gonna. They don't have many easy matchups uh, even going forward. So, Chiefs they need to win this one, especially with the week in Green Bay. Uh, Cardinals Niners. Going Cardinals, um, Niners, they they do have fight. Um, you know they're kind of like the the Eagles or or the Vikings. Like they'll they'll make it a game. They can put up points. I, they just don't know how to win consistently. So um, I'm gonna go, especially against better teams. And so with the Cardinals, they're seven and one. They're a good team. They 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 blew one to the Packers, <laughs> um, but. I look at them continuing to pick up where they left off and get some more wins. Uh, so going Cardinals on this one. Plus, it's a division matchup. Cardinals really need to win this one to to dominate that division um, and you know potentially clinch it. You know within the the next couple of games. So that this will uh, will assist in that. Now Sunday night football on NBC. Bing, ding, 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 ding. Titans, Rams. This game would be good, and it could still be good. But the problem is Derrick Henry's gone for like six to ten weeks. They they they're not want to they don't want to rule him out for the season. 
I'm ruling him out for the season. I mean, he he broke a bone in his foot. I think it's what the fifth metatarsal or something like that. You break a bone in your foot. Derrick Henry's a running back. You need your feet to work. I I I think they need to just sit him down for the season because he's too valuable a commodity uh, for for your football team. There's no there's no sense in risking. Um, any long-term injury, running the lifespan on running backs are already, uh, you know, shorter. Uh, so he, the man's got a, a injury in his foot, and he's not necessarily a light guy. I would shut him down for the season. Um, but the Titans still do have some weapons to where they can move the ball. They just got to figure out creative ways. You got Julio Jones now. Tannehill's got a got to pick it up. He's got to show why you know why they got him in the first place, and they and they gave you Julio. So now you got to use him. So and Julio's got to have a big game. Uh, he he can't kind of you know slink off to the to to the shadows. He he's got to show up. He's got to show up big, and he's he needs to catch uh, a lot of those balls that are going to be thrown to him. So gonna be a good game. Plus the Rams, even though they're seven and one. The Rams can be snuck up on, especially if the Titans play Titan football and just make it ugly, make it make it physical and beat them up. Uh, they can they can score on the Rams, uh, but it's just their defense is going to have to stop the Rams uh, and it, it'll be a shootout. But I'm going to go Rams, especially since what's happened to the Titans. Now, Monday Night Football. There we go. I cut it a little bit. <laughs> now, Bears Steelers. This is going to be a physical game. Is is I look at it probably being maybe uh seventeen to ten or seventeen fourteen. I'm going to go Steelers on this one. They're in uh, Pittsburgh and Steelers are playing a little better. They got a little momentum, um, and so I look at them beating up the Bears. Um, but it's it's not gonna well beating the Bears. They're not going to beat up the Bears, but they're going to beat the Bears, and so that. I think they can pull that one out and it'll really give them a, a okay record um, and keep them competitive in the division too. Um, bye week lions. They definitely need a bye week, especially being 0 and 8 Seahawks are off. The bucks are off. Tom Brady gets a break <laughs> and, uh, and Washington they're they're on by. So uh, that is week nine. A lot of games that are tough to call. We'll see how it goes. Hi everybody, Damon here, and I'm happy to announce the release of my eighth book, Simon vs. Peter, moving from instability to stability. When Simon met Jesus, his life and his name changed. By calling him to be Peter, Jesus set a war over identity in motion on the inside of him that would play out all in the four Gospels. Jesus has done the same with us. This book is for anyone who wants keys to overcoming the instability in their life and becoming the stable person God called us to be. If you'd like to pick up a copy of this book, uh, you can find it on Amazon and you can also find it on my website, which is smithbooks77.com. 
www.square.site. Pick up great literature today. Basketball-wise, it's too, too scary to call. Uh, mainly because, uh, well, not scary, but it's just, it's just too tough to call because um, they're, I mean, it's it's pretty competitive. I mean, of course, you got Philly at the top, and th- this this speaks volumes as even without Ben Simmons, uh, they're 6-2, and two, um, which kind of, proves their point that hey like we really don't need Ben like I mean they're they're atop of the um of their division um Miami is the only team in uh the well Miami um has the only team that has a better record than Philly but Philly uh has like Philly and Chicago are tied for a six and two and then after that you got Toronto and then you got everybody else Brooklyn surprisingly is five and three even with James Harden and KD, but they've they've dropped a couple of games. Um, they the, they're kind of like the same as the Lakers. Is just they're trying to just feel feel things out. Now Cleveland, I'm, I'm Cleveland's been actually winning some games, so I'm I'm, I'm proud of my my Cleveland boys. They out here, you know, in, in Milwaukee, they're four and four. They're they're about five hundred, um, and so they're they're I think they're just getting started uh, with how they're playing. Um, only team that's that's not really great um, are Orlando and and Detroit, um, but again, it's still early. Um, we got to see what teams shake out. I know on the West, Golden State, Golden State and Utah look like they're world beaters. Phoenix then fell off like they <laughs> three and three. They're not looking like they're uh, like they're great this year i know everybody was like oh phoenix is going is is gonna be in the uh go back to the finals i'm like nah you forget about golden state golden state is killing teams steph came back you know on a mission and they're they're looking great i mean the lakers they're looking shaky they they got they're five and three but lakers looking shaky um this is a the the west just a lot of teams it just seems like they're it is tough. It's even the Clippers, like the Clippers are at the at three and four. Um and they're at the bottom of the division. I mean, what you can say is that uh Paul George is playing pretty good basketball, but man, they're uh you know, they've they've lost uh, you know, four, you know, so they're they're at the bottom of the division. Now New Orleans and OKC and Houston we, you know, we kind of weren't expecting much from those teams, especially considering uh, with Houston, with what Houston lost, and New Orleans doesn't have Zion, so uh, they're really struggling. And then you uh, you got OKC; they really don't have much, uh, you know, in their in their view. So it's it's a little it's a little tough for those teams. Now I know Portland; they're three and five. You know, Dame is is is, is staying in uh, Portland. And I mean, and that, and that's cool. I think the heart, the the thing is, I he, it's not likely that he's gonna get out of the West. Isn't is is not likely that his team is gonna get out of the West unless they make some some big time moves. Because even in their division, you know, um, 
Denver, they got Denver and Utah to contend with. Uh, I don't think they're they're too worried about Minnesota, OKC, but they got to deal with Denver, Utah. You, those teams are going to be there. Um, those are going to be like, you know, they're going to have to go through them to really solidify some spots in the playoffs. And then you still got to deal with Dallas and, and um, you know, the Lakers and Memphis. And Sacramento's kind of kind of frisky too. And, you know, Clippers. I just – I don't see how, like, Portland gets to the finals, the NBA finals, uh, with uh, – unless they're helped by severe injuries throughout the West. To me, that's the only – that's the only way for them. But again, I, I don't see them beating a lot of those teams. And so it's like, it's cool. It's noble. Dame wants to do the dirt, wants to stay, you know, wants to, uh, to win in this city. And that's great. And, you know, we need, and it is good because it, it provides a competitive balance. But at the same time, if you want to win championship, unless you get a big time couple of players to come with you in Portland, or you or you really draft well, it is not gonna happen. So I, I'm I, I like Dame and I like that that you know I like his game. I like that he wants to stay um you know in Portland and build something. But my, I'm thinking like okay, if you want to stay and build something, then you need to be communicate with the scouts. Hey, hey, who are we drafting? We need to get some guys that I can actually work with that we can actually uh you know do something with or, or let's let's make a splash free agent wide free agency wise so we can get some some big time talent because without it they're gonna be stagnant they're gonna you know they 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 might make the playoffs but they get bounced in the first or second round uh like normal and so uh and that's gonna be the story of dame and if that's how you want to go out and, and that's how you feel that's great i mean again i the i'm proud of Giannis. i'm glad Giannis won um the thing with Giannis is he yeah he beat KD, but I mean KD ain't had Kyrie or or a, a healthy James Harden. Um, you know Philadelphia they had their issues, and then when they you know they played Phoenix, Phoenix Chris Paul got hurt, and so um, but that Phoenix team was, they just kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, but they didn't have Devin Booker. That's really what hurt Phoenix. They didn't have Devin Booker, but it was just Milwaukee's year. But now that everybody, now that most most people are, are coming back full strength, I want to see him. I want to see him do it. If he does it again, then we can really say. But I mean, he he get his flowers that first year. But I just I just think it's a, it's going to be a different beast uh, this year uh, for Milwaukee. Uh, they're they're at five hundred, but it's it's. It's not going to be a cakewalk for him. Let's just say that. <laughs> well, that's the show for today. Uh, appreciate, love, you know, love everybody that listens to the show. Uh, thank you. And, and we'll be right back again, Lord willing, next week for another DLS Central. Take care. God bless.